Welcome to the Rogue Initiative. That's my robot voice. One man band, although it's stressful. I watched the whole one man band actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were here for about 30 minutes. There's like four of you in one room. I don't know. You're like the Flash. Oh, man. It'd be so cool to have clones. Yeah. Not the Flash. Um, Just clones, because then I could like send someone off and I could just chill here. But the Flash is still one individual. He has to go. Yeah, he just has to go all around. All around, but really fast. (laughs) <laughs> which is kind of cool that's like the easiest superpower to think about yeah well, what if a guy just goes really fast <laughs> everywhere my favorite is invisible like invisibility still actually did you see that movie the invisible man yes i did uh, i thought that was so cool it's on my list well you haven't seen it Mm-mm. what's wrong with you it's been uh, out for things. like years now. many things, many are, things wrong are wrong with you yes i agree it's been I out for her- a while that's it's been out for so long it's so good that actress is amazing she's one of my favorites she mm-hmm. was in handmaid's tale and she just oh my god she's really cool she's, she's really great. cool she's in Mad Men too it's one of my favorite she shows she's in Mad Men mm-hmm. one I of never my favorite shows it. oh yeah it's uh it's very interesting um it takes place like 1950s mm. so it's about these ad men uh they're already pretty up there and successful so it kind of follows their like trajectory specifically this guy don draper and kind of like what he does in his career how he pitches ideas his confidence but also like the destructive part mm-hmm. in his life and the cool thing about the show is that it flips like 1950s 1960s women were shit in the show it's like they were treated like shit and yeah. they, they you know men thought that's what women were kind of like secretary or whatever it's like uh, keep your ideas to yourself or stay quiet or whatever but then slowly the show kind of shows this the feminist movement happening and then women kind of come into power so in the show that actress she went from being like a secretary to like one of the main admin and like at the end i didn't see the end but towards like towards the finishing end being in like pretty highly successful individual you know i love her she's so badass she's badass and in the show she's badass too so she has she knows how to pick these roles i feel like she's badass in real life i feel like she's gotta be when people cast um actors in movies and stuff i feel like there's some part of their personality that fits it Mm -hmm. you know maybe that's just me no no 100 percent. like i feel like will smith is like maybe a hero in real life he always plays the hero (laughs) you know so i feel like in real life i mean you see his vlogs he's like a cool ass chill dude that just drops these you know pieces of wisdom you know i had a every dream step. once of uh, will smith coming into my window at night it's that's it starts off weird right yeah but um, it's pretty weird he like comes in and he's like where's your father and i'm like he's asleep and like him and my dad he goes and gets my dad and they like jump out of the window together and go and like do whatever they have to do but he's wearing like a full like military issued like armor I don't know what to take from that dream. But. Mm. Wait, so he so he climbed into your window and yeah. he asked for your father, yes. and then he hung out with your dad. They like jumped out the window together, mm-hmm. but they like just my dad like suited up. That's uh huh. That's weird. Dreams are supposed to have things maybe you could take away from you know that one. No, that I, one I is more just like a lot of my dreams. I feel like there's not much I can take from them. Mm. But that's kind of cool too, where it's more just random, I'm just fun dreaming. scenes. Although it's kind of weird at first. Will Smith, I just pictured him like. Hey. No, no, he like swung it. Oh, he in, swung it. Oh, I thought and he, he like, was like crouched, like on the windowsill, and he's like, Where's your father? And I'm like, He's in sleep. Well, he's asleep, not in sleep. In sleep. Yes. You could be in sleep. Anyway, anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, so, Coda, just tell us a bit about uh, what you do, what you do now, I guess. What I do, mm-hmm. what I do. I know you do. I do a plethora a, a of things. A bit of everything. You know, a little bit. I like to dabble. Um, dip my toes in various waters mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to tell people <laughs> but um as of right now i've been getting into creative direction um i started off let's see i started modeling first and then uh with mm-hmm. uh the help of you actually when i was like 17 you when we were working together you were like hey you want to shoot and i was like oh my god i get to be in a picture oh mm-hmm. my god yeah clearport right no before actually before that um we went to Chinatown and it was cold as hell. Yes. And okay. Yes. I remember that. Yes. I remember that. Yes. I remember because it was and cold. And I kept taking my coat off so that you could get the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah. were looking for neon signs and and, yes. and the colorful. I still have parts those pictures of, up on my Instagram. They're terrible. They're <laughs> they're pretty bad. They're very, like early on. It's good amateur. to get that practice. Yeah, it's very it amateur. Um, but it's fun, you know. You find that person uh, to collaborate with and essentially grow together. But you got it. Fucking shoot first you know that was my first time doing anything um creative i guess when i was little you know i used to be into like drawing painting Mm. um 
What else was I into? I don't know. I was into like nails and stuff. I was just into like a bunch of things. Like designs on the nails? Yeah. I like, actually, I'm like a nail addict. I get my nails done almost like every week. Mm, those are nice. Thank you. Yes. My uh, Don't Be Pressed on Instagram. Don't Shout Be Pressed? Out. Yeah. Nice. Um, That's a good name. It is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a really good name. Um, but yeah. So circling back. Yes. Yeah, so I did my first shoot with you when I was like 17 years old. And that kind of like ignited the fire of creativity inside me, I should say. Oh, what an honor. What an honor. <laughs> I'm blushing. But um, yeah, after that, then I did my second shoot with you at the Clearport. And that was bad. I was like very stiff and awkward. Yeah. Um, the problem too is, is like, it's, um, sorry, it's a good, like, it's, it's a good back and forth. It's like the best way to understand how to like communicate um, in photography is in those situations. Like, you know, I was pretty early on still too, in terms of like directing a model. So like mm-hmm. the, the, the photographer is supposed to kind of, you know, bring that comfortability and ease to the, to the, the scene you know especially if the model's not too experienced so if we're both inexperienced then it's kind of like yeah well uh it shows <laughs> turn your head turn your head and then turn your head 360 and then sit down <laughs> that's a shot yeah that's a shot but you felt you were like nervous yeah I've, in front um, of the camera i'm actually still nervous in front of the camera um how do you like get over it how do you kind of push how do i get over it mm-hmm. In the moment, you know, you have to sooner or later get out of your head, right? Yeah. um, I think, how do I get over it? Let's see. I think now, um, I haven't done a shoot in a while. Actually, my last shoot was maybe like, I want to say like last month or something like that. I kind of stopped like modeling um, continuously um, because I've been trying to focus on something else now. Mm -hmm. So I would say prior to that, though, it being in front of the camera, especially around photographers, I was like meeting for the first time or anything like that. I... um, I would try to get out of my head by like one. I definitely could not smoke before because yeah, oh, I smoke would, weed, right? Yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. crack. No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. It's okay. I'm I know you kidding. smoke. I know you smoke a little crack. <laughs> There's no way you don't. <laughs> Only on the weekends. No. Only on Sundays. Only on Sundays. Actually, to start the, the Lord's week. Day. The Lord's Day. Yes. The best day to smoke crack. <laughs> that should be on a shirt. <laughs> smoke crack on the back on the Lord's Day. <laughs> oh That's my cool. God! Uh, uh, blasphemy. Blasphemy. Anyway, but, sorry. Um, Religious folk. Oh yes, apologies. Nah, don't fuck. Fuck the apologies. But <laughs> <laughs> you're saying, yeah, don't um, smoke. Yeah, that's yeah, a big thing. That I definitely I had to learn that the hard way because I went to a few shoots after like smoking weed and I was just like, there was no way I was taking pictures that day. It was like I was looking at the camera, just like completely uncomfortable. Didn't know what to do with my hands. I still don't really know what to do with my hands sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, the best way I learned to get out of my head is. I just have to talk. Um, I'm one of those people that like over talks when I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. So when I meet somebody, like especially a photographer and it's our first time shooting, I'm just like full in depth conversation. I need to get to know them so that I can be comfortable enough to like look at the camera and be like um, photogenic. All right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. But yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, like for example i shot with somebody uh maybe like a few months ago and he's like yeah like a little bit like like you know give me like a sexy face and i'm like sexy face. i don't know what the fuck a sexy face is what is that yeah what is a sexy face you know and i'm it's like maybe like something like this actually that was yes. good. That was good. Yes. like looking down and maybe it's like, like a, it's like a a lazy eye it's like a little, <laughs> i do a little eyebrow raise mm, and like, that's hot i get it in there yeah 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 the so, eyebrow raise does the it. eyebrow raise it's like mm-hmm. completely like over you look like you're questioning me like hmm, <laughs> i don't think you trust what you're saying yeah but yeah, yeah very so. general sort of uh direction be sexy be sexy and it's like how you mm-hmm. know um but um yeah, I think it was more of like, I just had to have start having conversations with them prior, not just dive into the shoot because then like, you're gonna tell me to do something and I'm gonna like feel kind of like uncomfortable. I'd rather feel comfortable with people. Um, so I got into creative direction recently mm-hmm. and um, I think I like it a lot more being behind the scenes because I've always been interested in how things work, like how production works behind the scenes and then seeing the outcome. Like, you know, it's uh, like on Twitter lately, it's been a popular trend, like the setup versus the shot. Yeah. And um, I don't know, do you, have you seen that? Well, yeah, that's on Instagram too. It's, oh. it's um, pretty common sort of great content to share, mm-hmm. engaging stuff. Cause it is cool where you see like, yeah, like the, 
the lights and like what the photographer is doing model and it's like you know really behind everything yeah and then you see the shot the outcome it's like, whoa it's like, this is damn. amazing yeah i mean it, you know it depends on the photographer too what? you could be like Shh, still dope set up <laughs> fucking shoots into the photo it's like it's like the worst looking <laughs> composition too and like looks terrible um but for the most part yeah i've seen that stuff it's pretty cool so that kind of is that some of the stuff that intrigued you to jump into it as a um, what intrigued me to get into it, actually, so um, one day I was just at my friend's house and we were talking about like photo shoots and stuff. And she was asking me like, oh, like, when are you going to get back into modeling? Because I took like a pretty like long break. And um, I was like, um, I don't really think I want to get back into modeling. And she's like, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I think I want to like set up photo shoots. Like, not to say... I've never done an exciting photo shoot because I've always had fun on the shoot days, but I just feel mm-hmm. like um, when people have their own ideas and they see it a certain way, I'll just, I, sometimes I feel like I can do more than just this, you know, like I can do something with props and be a good model for that and um, kind of like expand my regions and everything. But nobody was really giving me that opportunity at the time. So I felt like I'm going to take matters into my own hands and I'm going to set up the shoots, but not for myself, but for other people. Um, and I'm working on a project right now um, where I'm selecting like models and stuff like that so I can like put them into my vision and I'm actually like renting out like spaces for a few hours mm-hmm. so I can get the shots where do you done. where do you rent out on uh, I use pure space pure space is like me and it's like me and pure space handshake. two peas in a pile two peas in a pile I love pure space too yeah. pure space is cool yeah you put a like a mood or something that you're looking for and exactly they, they deliver a lot of different options mm-hmm. good price points too you can figure yeah, out actually Sometimes it gets steep, uh, but that's just like the difference between, I guess, like if you want to um, do something kind of easier and smaller, mm-hmm. you know, they have those spaces or like something extravagant yeah. for like three hours, you know, it's like 200, 200 an hour or something, but you get like this beautiful fucking. Yeah, you get this amazing space. Massive like, space. You know what? It's worth it. Um, I actually never knew how much money would be put into it until I started. Um, but I'm not even, I'm not like, I don't regret that and I'm not mad about it. I'm actually like, I'd rather blow all my money my stimmy i'd rather blow stimmy. my stimmy i'd rather blow all my money on my passion and something that i feel like is going to um be relevant in five years to me still as opposed to spending money on getting photo shoots done of myself mm-hmm. and it's something that i'm gonna that's gonna die out the interest like for me you know what i mean um so yeah so i've been getting into creative direction working on projects trying to hold myself accountable of doing at least one every month and also offering to um, creatively direct for other people as well. Um, just to try to like, you know, get some practice and see if I can adhere to other people's demands, mm-hmm. making sure that if I, when I'm ready to create a business for it, that I'll be ready to actually like sit down with somebody. And let's say you had an idea about a shoot you wanted to do, but you have no idea what you want besides the fact that you know you wanted to be in the park or something, right? Then at least like I would have the... Um, not the experience. That's not the word I want to use, but I'd be able, let's just cut it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I'd be able to kind of like give you everything that you want and like give you a mood board and ask you like, you know, like, do you like this? Do you like this? Do you like this? Have like three separate boards. Mm-hmm. You would just bring like the structure. You exactly. bring like the, the, the process yeah. over to the person. Thanks for shortening it. Yes. No, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I think it's interesting that, um, cause they do say this too about directors, uh, that were like previously actors, like, it's good to know the world in front of the camera mm-hmm. and like know what those like thought processes are in front of the camera and like listening to direction and just being like in that situation and then going behind the scenes specifically with acting directing too it's like you know how to talk to actors better you know so i've never really acted I've just like done stuff on my own end or for friends or whatever but um a bit of that experience does help with communication you know to your to your cast mm-hmm. so i think like the modeling did you see that too, where the modeling helped travel into the creative direction? Um, definitely because, so with modeling, I can't see myself. You know what I mean? Like you're taking a picture of me. I can't see what I look like. In yeah, the it's camera. a lot of trust. And I can't see like if a hair is out of the way, like, you know, like, and like what's going on really? Like what if my chain is like over here or something? Mm-hmm. Um, so granted, the photographer should also tell you that, but besides that point i can't see myself so i don't know if what i'm doing looks as good as i see it in my head Mm -hmm. so i feel like with creative direction i'm like people are putting the trust in the fact that i'm there telling them what to do 
because I, I can see what's going on. You know what I mean? Um, I love it. I love it a lot so far. And I feel like it's easier for me to uh, position people the way that I see it in my head because I can see what it looks like on them. Because, you yeah. know, not everybody, you know, I could I could do a pose and somebody a lot shorter than me can do a pose and it's not going to look, it might not look the same for them as it did on me, you know. Um, but it's good because I can see them and I feel like we have like a mutual trust. Mm-hmm. Like they, they see that I'm trying to make sure that they look good, you know what I mean? Um, and they don't have to worry about like, oh, am I doing this right? Or like, do I look good? Because I'm telling them like, no, like chin down a little bit, mouth open. Can I can I touch you so I can move you? Stuff like that. Can I touch you? Can I touch? <laughs> I can go consent, south, right? Consent, consent, you know? Yeah, yes. As long as I can't just okay. be touching them. Got to mm-hmm. ease my way in there. You find that it's kind of like cool too, um, communicating like woman to woman. Like yes. being a woman creative director, it's much, I guess, makes smoother of an experience, it right? It makes them more comfortable, With I them. think. Yeah, because um, my first shoot, for example, like I had a male photographer and um, I had these two girls. Well, I had four girls in total, but I had these two girls at first that I was shooting together like on the bed. And I needed them to kind of like touch each other, not in that way, but like, you know, like to be very like... Um, more sensual Yeah, like sort sensual of and protective of the other. But um, also, I don't think they met prior to that, like like genuinely. So I, you can kind of see the awkwardness at first. And I'm like, maybe it's because A, they don't really know each other very well. And B, I have a guy next to me taking these pictures. And like, you know, a lot of things happen like with women yeah. and like male photographers and stuff. So um, the fact that I was there, I felt like it was more comfortable. But I told them, I was like, okay, look, you guys don't look like you even like each other. I need you to hug. And they're looking at me like, and I'm like, no, seriously, hug. Like hug right now. Mm-hmm. and they like hugged or whatever and they were laughing and like I just tried to make the air as comfortable as possible so that they didn't feel awkward for the rest of the shoot and after that they killed it it was like you would think they were dating mm-hmm. it was good yeah like they were a fucking good. couple yeah it was good chemistry nice so nice. I feel like um because I'm a woman it helps make people uh feel a lot more well make women feel more comfortable as well mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely like we were saying before it's it's uh it's a uh, interesting landscape just like figuring it out you know communication is so important i was like talking to my friend adam and this thing always rings true in my head now like if you're shooting with a model and like instead of saying something like uh relax your face or you know sometimes it's like a little strenuous or whatever you can say something like uh soft in your face Mm -hmm. you know and and words communicate different you know feelings so relax your face make someone feel like they're Oh, I thought I was like, relaxed. I thought I was chilling. Softening your face is like, oh, okay, what is that? Oh. <laughs> you know, I don't know what yeah. they, you know, I don't know what they would fucking do, but like, know, yeah. you know, the power of words and communication is so important. We were talking too about like, uh, you know, how usually body language is the more like evident way of communicating. You know, verbal is just a portion of it, but then like in these shoots specifically, it is like more verbal since you gotta like communicate these directions and these like points of reference really clearly but with people that yeah sometimes don't even know each other you know so then it's choosing like the right words like oh just fucking hug you know you could be like stressed out like just fucking get together you don't touch each other and they're like what the fuck is this you know and it gets like odd but you know i think the way you explained it and the way you handle it it's good is there is there a shoot um that you like are really proud of so far that you've uh creatively directed um yes uh it's a shoot that i just recently did i'm i haven't released any of my shoots like actually like physically on any social media platforms besides like twitter i posted the first one but um i'm holding off on releasing all of them right now it's more of a content exchange and um i'll eventually post them myself on a separate instagram page when i'm ready um just you know mapping everything out but there's this one shoot that i just recently did and i did it with um john john Mm -hmm. and we did it uh it was pictures of my friend jet and I'm not going to tell you what the pictures were yet. I'll probably show you later, though. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Ooh, secrecy. Secrecy. Y'all. I love it. But um, I'm very proud of it. Um, I'm more than proud of it, actually. I think it definitely... Oh, damn. I think from That's the really first proud. one... Yes, I'm, I'm ecstatic to release... I'm ecstatic for her to release it and just to eventually release it myself as well. I think it came out really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. I think from my first time doing a shoot to like my, this is only my one, two, three. This is like my fourth, my fourth shoot. Oh, cool, um, nice. You're my, figuring out like yeah, handling it. This is only my third for myself personally. I did a shoot for a brand um, and um, pieces actually. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's. I, I think you showed me too. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, 
what was the question again oh i'm proud of it yes yeah <laughs> um, like a project that yeah yeah so yeah. you're talking about this project with jet that yeah. you can't tell us anything about because it's a secret it's a super top secret. secret it's top secret it's like nuclear codes yes but it's jet codes it, oh. oh jet codes that's a cool that's a cool album name what's what's your relationship like with jet you're oh, like my relationship with jet mm-hmm. oh my god don't bring that up no i'm just kidding imagine um, oh shit we've been Another dating secret. this whole time no i'm just kidding oh, oh. damn no wonder <laughs> i knew i had a feeling you're always by her side you're always helping her out i'm always in her pictures always in her pictures yeah, man, you know oh. i spend every day with her um actually i'm her manager as well as um her best friend now what does manager mean in terms of like oh, god. handling well like you handle her career you handle like handle her instagram mm. i um I would say I semi handle her career because she handles it herself as well. You know what I For mean? Sure. It's a uh, it's a little difficult because we're both creatives on two separate paths, but we do work very. We've been working together since we were 15 years old, actually, uh, with like regular jobs, and like now, like creatively, we like work together too. So like I would say she's something of my muse. Mm. Um, I I would love to put her in every project. You know what I mean? Or she even helps me on set at my projects too. It, like roles will be reversed and she'll be my assistant, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's great. Do you have that relationship with other people too? Or you have like kind of like uh I guess maybe close team? Um a close I would say when it comes to a team, I don't I don't think I would say I have a a, a set team necessarily. I would say just yet. No, nah, not just yet. I know I have friends that I can like rely on and ask them to help me out and definitely like, you know, I would say my friend group in a whole is a team mm-hmm. but we're all on all separate paths you know like everybody's their own creative and doing their own thing but if somebody needed help i would be there and if i needed help they would be there like that um but i'd say solidly my team is jet and i because <laughs> um we, cool. so Woman we work power, together. Man. yeah we work together on everything um i help her with her music career she helps me with my creative directing and stuff like that so and we're always meeting people with each other or through each other, networking. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that solidifies what a team is, and it's a two-man team right now. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's cool. Sometimes you just need that other close person. Like to me, it's uh, Sid. Like Sid and oh, I, yeah. we're a great unit. You know, we had a shoot like a the third day of a shoot uh, that happened recently, and two members dropped just due to other you know other reasons mm-hmm. in the team. And then uh, it was just him and I, you know, carrying everything and like setting things up and building the set and all that stuff and. Um, just thinking back to him, like, oh damn, dude, this is a dude that I could like rely on for for anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And I ask him, like, I, and when I would ask him if he's like, you know, free to help me on something, he's there. He shows up, hey, yo, you free? Yes. He says, what's up? Well, I'm fucking here, bro. Let's fucking do it. And same for me too, for him, you know. I think once you build that with somebody, it's hard to like, you know, uh, hard to break that relationship. Yeah, I think. Uh- I think I'm happy with that, like having her as somebody I can rely on. And I'm happy that I'm somebody that she can rely on. Definitely. I think I feel like you're a bit of a control freak, right? <laughs> you like, cause if there's a certain thing about being a director where it's like, okay, you know, you're like yes. the overseer, like <laughs> not like evil laughing, you know, cause no, you're yes, creating. Oh, can I hear your evil laugh? <laughs> putting me on the spot here. Whoa. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll look away. <laughs> Was that? That's really cartoonish. Yeah. I, it's like, yeah. Mwah. Yeah. Maybe mm. Mm. less more. I like it. No, no. That's your evil laugh. That's your evil laugh. You know, my evil laugh's like. <laughs> oh, like the chuckle. Oh, that's a good one. It's like evil villain. That's laugh. like taking evil laugh. Yeah. Evil villain. Oh, laugh. That's a good um, one. But no, yeah, that part of like being a director and like being sort of like the overseer of things and moving pieces around you know and making sure everything runs smooth because hello all the pressure's on you <laughs> uh, yeah and it's like this is my vision or if this is somebody else's it's like i have to execute this and like if you're not listening that's my my internal heart my just, just you know like everything inside oh. of me is just like why isn't this going the way it has to go yeah but it, it's crazy no, um yeah once you once you like do it more often too you realize how every piece is so important like down to whoever's just around you because um every everyone comes on with like different experiences you know that's why like if you work with people after a certain amount of time and like you trust them you just kind of keep bringing them on board mm-hmm. like trying out new people sometimes it's like it varies with the experience that's so funny because i had to burp too <laughs> you can just burp like, like you just burp straight in while i'm talking too yeah it wouldn't distract me 
I was like, oh shit, if the burp is coming, I don't know if I should. The burp is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it bubbling like, up. Do you have like tunnel vision <laughs> while I'm talking? And you're like, fuck. Should I hold it? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. I just talk through the burp. <laughs> <laughs> it just, just comes come out. out. Yeah. I had to do the little. Um, no, but yeah, it's it's tricky because things could go like really good or like all right or really bad. And it depends on like your experience and your patience, right? In, in terms of like the like the end outcome. Like I've been on set on a project where I've had someone on my team that was more inexperienced. So it's kind of like more, more of the effort and energy and work then leans on me because they're more inexperienced in their role. So then... Uh, the idea is that things are really moving like a well-oiled machine, but if one like cog or gear isn't moving as effectively, everything else is like affected, you know? So that's that's like the one part about uh, the process that's like kind of fun, but also very strenuous, mm-hmm. you know? And it's a lot of pressure as a director because, yeah, like you said, like if it's your own thing too, it's like you want to make sure it's good. And if it's for a client too, then it's like, okay, there's just pressure that it has to be good because it's like that's your reputation. What's your sign, Juan? Capricorn. Oh, dear God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I'm so sorry. Capricorn? Mm-hmm. Like, Dece- like a December Capricorn? Yeah, is there another Capricorn? Yeah. That I don't know about. <laughs> there is. To like a January. Mid year. Oh, right. Yes. December. There is January. a difference, right? There is a difference because yeah. there's like moon rising and setting, oh, yeah, it's, sunset it's or some that. shit. Oh, you're a Capricorn. Right? Water. Yeah. yeah. Water. <laughs> Water. There's like a bunch of shit. Uh, December what? 24. Oh, my grandma's birthdays those days. Yeah. December 24? Both of my grandmothers, yeah. December 24? Yeah, December 24. Both of your grandmothers? <laughs> Christmas Eve. Both of your grandmothers? Yes. That's crazy. My mom's mom and my dad's mom. Damn, son. Yeah. Was your, like, were they just waiting? Like, it's gotta be the same day. Like, like her mom just like fucking struggling through December. December 24. Yeah, yeah something It's kind like of an inconvenient time to pop out. My family has like these gatherings. Uh, it's different with COVID now, but they would always get together and do these parties. And um, get like yeah, one I think gift. I ruined it. Who, me? Yeah, you get like one gift and it's your Christmas gift slash your birthday gift. No, when I was young, I was killing it. I was yeah, killing it. Yeah, like extra gifts. Because it was just me, my brother, and my cousin. We were the only kids. So, you know, we would just get like... Everything. Yeah, we just get flooded with gifts. So I would, I would get Christmas and birthday. You know, I was living it. I remember when my aunt-in-law got me a Nintendo 64. She oh, wow. changed my life. All I had to do was tell that she was my favorite aunt, you know, in <laughs> front of all the family. Though, I tell know. all my aunts they're my favorite aunt. Oh, damn. Oh, shit. I hope they don't see this. They're probably not going to see this. <laughs> they follow me on Instagram. How old, are, how old is she, your aunt that follows you on Instagram? That's a weird question. Uh, how she's old is like your aunt? 60. I was going to say, because they didn't even know what podcasting. They didn't even know, like, this is too, this is too deep in. This is she's way not, too she's deep gonna, in. Yeah, t- she's she's going to tune out. <laughs> oh, she's doing fine. That's what, like, I don't know if I'm shaking hand. I don't she's, know how old she is. No, she's like in her 60s, but she's like. Oh, uh, so a little bit. She doesn't, she's, she's killing it. She's now. killing it? Yeah, she's killing it. Yeah. Damn. 60 isn't that old now that I'm older and I realize that a lot of my family is in their 60s. It's not that. It's not. Oh, I can't yeah, see you like anymore, Sunny. Yeah. This is 70. That's like 80. That's, this is 60. No, 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 no. No, that's like 70. That's this like is 70 ish. Well, I don't, I disagree. This is 80. <laughs> no, this is 80. Cause you, cause no, um, yeah, age is, age is crazy, man. Yeah, 60 isn't that old. No, it's not. But, uh, it's crazy. Like, kind of, we're in our 20s. So, like, I can't even imagine what the world would be like. Can't imagine looking old, actually. I think you look nice old. I think you, <laughs> but the, the thing about, I think Hispanics, we just crack really quick. Whoa, 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 buddy. Right? At I don't 65, know about 70. No way. No? no? I'm just thinking about people in DR, just like tough skin. Oh. You know, like rough, leather looking. Yeah, but you're not in DR. You're not in DR. They get a lot of sun and you a do. lot of Presidente. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> That's what it does. The beer. That's what the beer does to you. Makes that tight leather skin, beer belly shit. Yeah. Actually, I'm very frightened to get a beer belly. I don't drink beer all the time, so I don't know why I'm frightened, but I just don't. It just appears one day. <laughs> what the fuck? I thought I-, <laughs> I wake up and I'm like, I thought I did it right. Mm. Mm something about that beer belly <laughs> no are you afraid of like getting older are you afraid of like getting, time i'm afraid of getting older i'm not afraid of getting old I, you know what this is gonna sound very superficial but um i just don't want to have wrinkles mm. i don't want to i don't want to have wrinkles and i don't want to look older but everybody in my family has aged very gracefully none of them look like they're their age they look like a much younger 
so I don't think I'm gonna age bad, but you know, like that's just one of my fears. It's like my whole body changing, and then like I get like the hunchback and the saggy titties, and I'm just like, yeah, I think I think saggy titties is just natural. Well, that'll probably happen uh, sooner or later, obviously. You know, like sooner, 60, like right now, they like just right drop. now <laughs> on the podcast. That'd be cool. That'd be. I mean, not the fact <laughs> that it happens, but you know that, that, that would go viral yet, i think that would go viral it's like if it's like an immediate thing it's like what the fuck how did that happen it's like oh black magic <laughs> um yeah uh i i want to welcome the wrinkles oh you're yeah i think when, i'm gonna be a weird old dude i'm gonna have like a very colorful outfit palette like mm, okay. um Pimp. and just be really bizarre because i think like when you get old a lot of more shit is excusable, you know? Yes. So I'll be on the bus, like, with my cane, like, just, like, singing to myself. It's like, oh, it's just an old man. You know, I'll just be, like, poking people with my cane, asking for the time. What time is it? But I know what I'm doing, you know? I'm, like, very, unless I just go insane by that time, which is, could be really, you know, I wouldn't be possible. surprised if you ended up going insane in your old age. Why? Why would you say that? Have you met yourself? Mm. 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 got him Mm. but um no i when i'm old i think i would like to be like um where would you like to be when um, you're old where would i like to be when Mm. i'm old okay um well i definitely want to live in a hot weather climate i don't know where i want to live as of right now but i don't and i'm also talking about in terms of like like career oh 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 my god this is perfect okay so um we'll go career because i don't know where i want to be located yet but, yeah, um, that's tricky. It's like you don't even know where. When I'm old, take like you. what's my age range? Am I like an old ass lady, or am I like? I, I guess we're wrong with sixties. Like sixties. Yeah, because we were talking about your aunt. Sixties. Okay, All right. So, God. Um, in my sixties, I by the time I'm sixty, I'd like to be retired. <laughs> very straightforward answer yeah that makes total sense well some people don't like to retire oh, some I'm, people are very handy so i have no problem retiring mm, you'll me. just be like exactly everything that i've put into play is already working out and i can just chill the fuck out mm. um so by then i would like to have <clears throat> my own uh speakeasy slash coffee shop yes i'd cool. like to have okay. and it's gonna be so, totally 70s inspired like you know wow. like, yeah why I when you're know. around 60 yes yeah that's like it'll be something that's already been open like, that's like know. in 40 years huh so 70s is like so i've just been chilling far back yeah i'm vacationing you think i don't have to worry about my speakeasy slash coffee shop because it's already up and running and up and coming um i'd like to you know, I'd like to have made my mark, and I don't mean on the world or anything like that. Like, I don't have, like, these, like, crazy-ass, like, big dreams of, like, being famous or anything. It's more of just, like, a, I want to just be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be comfortable enough to go on vacations and, like, when I'm 60 years old, have everything that I've already done uh, basically work for itself. You know, like, all I have to do sometimes is, like, pop on a phone call or something like that. Yeah, you're just, like, the CEO leading this yeah. this business, it's but like, everything is already just... Ideally, that's what moving. I'd like. You know, I'd like to have a speakeasy. I'd like to have my own agency eventually. Um, you know, big dreams, big dreams. Yeah, like what goes that. what goes down in the in the speakeasy coffee shop? Is it, like, live music in yes, there? Um, actually, Performances? I think like I got this up? idea from living in Jersey City my whole life um and seeing how every all of the creatives have been like flourishing and stuff like that and find like a platform for themselves so i remember in bucket and bay when you, they used to hang up your foot your photography mm-hmm. and that was, that was pretty nice. cool yeah it was nice you know like they were very supportive of like other people's dreams and stuff so like i'd probably have something like in the daytime it's a coffee shop you know and it's like decorated with local artists and like we'll play like local music and things like that um even like you know like local people that make pillows and shit like that you know like the decorations very much like Mm -hmm. on brand and everything then at night we'll have like local musicians or poets like the walls fucking move they wrote everything rotates you have to like say like the secret word uh the secret word will be uh peanut butter peanut butter that's peanut butter that's Mm. the word i love peanut butter okay you're saying it here now people are gonna people are gonna know you're gonna know you're gonna see this and be like oh, okay, okay i'll be there yeah i'll be years. there peanut butter well not 40 years hopefully before 40 years. 40 years hopefully before 40 <laughs> years i can do that <laughs> by 40 years i don't even want to walk into the speakeasy anymore you um, don't no i'm definitely. you'll be tired of it yeah because i'll have done when you show up it's so a whole long. thing it's like oh the is here. oh my god the owner the owner mm-hmm. but um 
you know, pictures of me will be there, of course, in my prime. Mm-hmm. Like elegant, like in the chair. Yeah. With yeah, like exactly. A, with a cap. No, it'll be actually the picture that you took of me when I was seventeen. It'll be that picture, like. Damn, that's so far back. And they're black gonna be and like, white. She never aged. <laughs> she never aged. That's the owner. They might have in like 25, 30 years, um, some like, uh, age serum where it just stops you from aging. I'm just gonna put myself in cryogenics, mm. so I can just once the speed, once everything is running, you'll just like. Oh, yes, freeze myself and then come back in a few years and see what's up. In a few years, mm-hmm. what if it's like Futurama and just kind of breaks, and then it's like you wake up and it's like year four thousand, flying cars. Oh, then that's what I want to wake up for. Speakeasies closed down. Oh shit! Damn, it's my, been a thousand. My years. agency plummeted. My kids, everything is trashed. My name. <laughs> yeah, your kids. Yeah, they got into a bunch of scandals. <laughs> did a bunch of crack. Probably different <laughs> drugs. Different drugs later in life. Yeah, my grandkids like fucking hate me. They don't even know. Well, me. you disappeared. Yeah, you know? I disappeared. Why are you? I'm your fucking. I'm your grandma. I'm your. Gr- I'm well, Mammy you Ma. might not. You're not. Yeah, you might not sound that old, but. Yeah, well, it's cool dreams, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think it's good to think of you know the future, like in terms of like five year or ten year plan. Yes. Just to get this like sense of like you have a goal to go towards to and achieve, um, but then going too far, I think is like okay, you're just kind of like aiming for the stars. And I think they're uh, washing the floors here or something. I hear it. Yeah, it's pretty loud. I kind of like the sound. It's like ASMR. Yeah. Do you listen to ASMR? I don't, actually. I watch them sometimes, like, really late at night when I can't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A well, lot of people do that. Yeah, it's like... um watch those videos where they're, like, squishing stuff. It's supposed to be very soothing. I love it. It's like brushes, like... Yeah. Right? Is you, do you have, like, a favorite sound? Just someone breathing? <laughs> definitely not the only thing yeah the only thing is it's like so close to the ear that it just makes me feel a little like uncomfortable yeah a little uncomfortable and when they're whispering it's like okay today i'm gonna show you (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can't do it yeah so that you since you know it's a different setting you're laying down in bed i like the sound of it's creepy oh my god that's so scary it's so creepy i like the sound of like waves crashing Mm mm-hmm yeah, I got a new TV recently. It's like my first, technically my first TV. Because mm. I had a 30-inch but uh, when I lived with my parents, but I gave it to my mom to use for her job, for her work. So I got a 55-inch. Mm. And oh, it's so amazing. I do that at night where I either play like the, the ocean sounds or I play like, I'm kind of weird. Like I play like this uh, on YouTube. YouTube is so fucking weird. They have like these 10-hour long videos and they I play do. like this like space video where it's like the, it's like the, like the the deck i guess of a spaceship or something like that and it's just moving and then you see the stars coming through you and then it's like white noise do you have to sleep with your tv on no 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 i i, I try not to mm. even like though it. even though it doesn't take a lot of power it's just like i don't want to wake up to it like on it's, it's kind of weird i don't want to like waste energy i guess i feel like the light on my tv just i always will wake up in the middle of the night and i'll see the light and i'm like what the fuck is that yeah yeah what the fuck is that like an alien or some shit kind of coming in, I had an alien experience. You don't have to get there. No, no, you told me. I know. Yeah. That's why I don't like any lights in my room. I get really scared. Still yeah. to this day. I know. It, it's definitely it's something that's um, probably haunting, right? It's it like, is. fuck, man. When I see blue lights, I actually start getting itchy and I break out into hives. I don't so when you see like police sirens, you're like, oh. not oh, only do you think about crime, you think about aliens. Yeah, exactly. Like alien crime. Alien and crime. <laughs> alien crime. <laughs> Yes. Alien criminals. Mm. What is it? The the federal. Um, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> federal. FBI. <laughs> you just said one word. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> you haven't heard about the uh, the Galactic Federation? There you go. Is, uh, like space force. Yeah. Mm. Mm? Like in our government. Yeah. Like what we're doing. Yeah. You didn't see that guy in like Israel? He like outed it or something. He what? He like outed that there is that they're mm. in contact with aliens no no i don't read no i don't read too into are you deep into alien uh i guess what like culture deep into like reading into it and well you know what actually i um (laughs) well due to your experience maybe you should recap a little bit of your experience with what happened with you um so what had happened was i'm gonna look fucking crazy Crazy (laughs) cameras are rolling i was um i was in bed and it was (laughs) four o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. And uh, I was facing my door and I decided, well, when I woke up, I woke up a little bit, you know, and I like, I was like looking around my room and I turned the other way to face the window 
And when I faced the window, my blinds were just slightly open a little bit and I was able to see outside and saw these blue flashing lights. And I was like, what the fuck? But then I closed my eyes. And I, then like when I closed my eyes, I was like, wait, hold on, what was that? And I opened my eyes again and I'm, I'm looking outside and it like, it's like blue flashing light again and then it disappeared and I'm like, like, you know, like, well, like this, like, hmm. like half awake. Like, what the yeah. fuck is going on? Um, and then um, I saw something big <laughs> and military-esque outside of my window. And as soon as I saw it, my body went into this like shock and I just fell back asleep. But then like a few seconds later, I was like, well, maybe like a minute later, whatever. I don't know what the time span is, but I woke up, I woke back up and I was like, what the fuck just happened to me? And then I was like, I just saw that, right? And I'm like trying to like, I'm, I'm feeling crazy. I'm feeling like- Trying to make sense of it. Yeah. But I'm like, I know I didn't dream that. I was awake. They want me to think that I was asleep. Um, and then- Jersey I'm, aliens. You know Tricky. what? Tricky. People have seen aliens in Jersey. I'm sure they have. <laughs> I sound so disregarding. Yeah, I'm sure I have. Anyway, uh, so uh, the news. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, um, it's just a funny, it's funny to hear. It is funny to hear. Like Jersey aliens. <laughs> what are these aliens doing in Jersey? Or Go yeah. somewhere more interesting. Yeah. There's nothing going on in Jersey. What, what you, why are you outside my window pizza. putting me to sleep? There's, there's a lot of good pizza around. They're probably like, eh, let's sweep by fucking Stella's. Oh, shit, she's awake. That's what I oh. felt like they did. Yeah. And they shot you yes, with some sort of... With that exactly. But they didn't do that. Well, I felt like they did. <laughs> they didn't. My, <laughs> they went like this. My body's like... <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? Apparently, I drank too much eucalyptus tea. Is that what... <laughs> <laughs> You, you drink too much eucalyptus. <laughs> Is that how you're ending the story? It's like, you drink too much eucalyptus tea. My mom's convinced that I drink too much hallucination? eucalyptus tea. Hallucinations? Is that what causes? Uh, allegedly, like it could cause hallucinations or like wild dreams or something. Oh, shit. Is it? But also, this is when you had... Um, I had the Rona. Yeah. I did have the yeah, Rona. Yeah, you yes. can't leave that out. You had COVID yes, and you were deep into... Uh, what's What did they say? Um, when you stay inside. Oh, my brain was just going fucking nuts. Mm-mm. Yeah, your brain was going nuts, but I'm trying to fucking... What's the word? Why does it escape me? When you're... It's why my brain's just not clicking. When you get corona, you need to stay inside and... Quarantine? Yeah, that's not... <laughs> but basically, yeah, you were quarantining, right? So you yeah, had to stay inside and you're already kind of like... I was like trapped in my room. Yeah. How was your COVID experience? Um, It wasn't that bad, I staying would inside. say. Um... I just didn't mind being inside. Um, also, my parents were taking care of me, so they had to bring my food up, and I didn't have to do anything. So I felt very like royal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, my experience—well, I lost my taste for about four days, but I did like two nasal rinses, like back to back or whatever, within like two or three days, and um, my uh, my sense of taste came back. Now, my nose was just stuffy for a while, but it wasn't even like I didn't have like boogers or like mucus or anything. I was just yeah. it was just congested up here. You were like hallucinating and fucking just runny fuck. nose, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Crusty <laughs> lips, crusty ass lips. Yeah. Um. No, it it's wasn't. Experience. It wasn't bad, but my asthma did start to act up again. Mm. Yeah, that was uh, that was something that got like triggered after like years of being dormant. So that was Shit. interesting. Yeah. And that was like the main hurdle, but everything was, else was kind of chill. Yeah, I had like shortness of breath for like a good like month and a half after that. And like my immune system was still pretty, pretty low. Yeah. But um, I'm fine now. You know, I'm healthy as a horse. Healthy as a fucking horse. As a fucking horse. As an ox. Mm, yeah, you look great. Thanks. You look great. And then, because um, I had COVID too, like once you get out of it, you're just that nice long break, you know, long forced break. It's like. You get out of it and you're ready to go. Yeah, I was ready. definitely ready. Actually, the the week that I tested negative after having COVID, that was when I did my first shoot in, uh, over in December. Oh. Yeah, so I got that first shoot. Created, done. My first created, created shoot. My first shoot as a creative Yeah, mm. yeah, that was, I was very like happy. As I was like, fuck yeah, no more fucking COVID. And I'm outside. I know, yeah, you feel like you conquered some shit. Yeah. It's like now time to conquer the world. Yes. Time to take over the gonna, fucking galaxy. Conquer the creative direction where I'm the video shoots. How, how did that first shoot go? So that's your first shoot as a creative director. Shoot. Here you are on set. Right uh, there. Was this for a client or this is for one of this your was ideas? For me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was for me. Um, 
I got the idea from, well, basically I, I was inspired by my close group of uh, female friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we're very comfortable with each other and like, you know, we've been friends for a very long time. So I felt like I wanted to do a shoot that had women like being there for each other and like in this comfortable space. Um, it was in a Caribbean style apartment. Um, that was the decoration. But, um, and I kind of chose that because also I was kind of influenced by my grandmother as well, you know, well, my grandmothers, I would say. Um, and kind of like how they used to like make like, you know, like coffee in the morning and just like walk around the house in like their long skirts for no reason, like and stuff like that. So I had a very like gypsy-esque kind of like outfit idea going on for everyone. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. It was comfortable. And also, um, I don't know, like growing up, I guess in, um, not just Hispanic households, but in like uh, low-income housing and stuff, you sometimes have to share a bed with multiple people. So I had yeah, four. I know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like one bedroom. Uh, it's one bed, and it's four girls. And I wanted to like kind of show like they all live here, and they they hang out on the couch together, they hang out in the bed together, they lay in bed together, and it's not like some weird orgy thing. No, it's like a friendship thing of like mm-hmm. protective. Yeah, no disclaimer yeah. needed. Yeah, it's definitely something that I just have to throw that in there. Yeah, I know. The people jump to conclusions like, that sounds kind of like, a, oh, okay, she said it wasn't. No, okay, all right, <laughs> yeah, noted. So no orgy. Noted. Now I'm looking at that. Then. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's something that um, definitely part of my childhood too. Yeah, lower income sort of families. Although, you know, my family was doing all right, but I had like, I remember those days, uh, like, what did it say? Head head to foot. Like, you know, when you're sleeping with oh, like yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. Cut, yeah so you're we just kind of sharing this bed. Oh, yeah, everyone's just straight. Yeah, like, we all sardined it up, cuddled a little bit. Yeah. Like kind of family of huggers. Yeah. When I was younger, yeah, kind mm-hmm. of that, you know, but then once you get older, it's like, okay. It's like, you know, hey, don't It's like my brother. It. I don't want to be like looking at him while I'm sleeping. Like, yeah, take you know my what? breath away. <laughs> That's always the most awkward part of sharing a bed with someone. Sorry, it's such a good song. Um, like, even when my friends sleep over my house or I sleep over their house, it just feels uncomfortable to wake up and like be facing each other because it's like, yo, Mm-hmm. yeah just put the back yeah, yeah, yeah. in your back mm-hmm. yeah but that sounds like a great idea thank you thank you yeah. how did it go just like managing that idea it, of being um, on set directing these people were you alone directing like what what was going on well i had help um so i had a stylist um and she's great actually i would use her for another project that i just did and i think i'm going to continue to use her shout her out who's so, that oh that's uh sam hood hippie spice on instagram mm-hmm. she's amazing um she really does her thing honestly like she got you know everybody was kind of late so that was the i think that was like the uh the biggest problem that i had that like i wasn't really prepared to be late you know what i mean so i did have to extend the time at the shoot and that kind of stressed me out a little bit but once everybody was there like sam got there and she got right to work like there was no like dilly dallying or anything like that dilly dallying man um, you but, are your grandmother. I don't know. <laughs> Nilly Nally, we went straight into business. The photos were phenomenal. Um, you What's know, another word? Dilly dallying. Uh, dicking around. Ah, <laughs> no, that's more modern. But anyway, sorry. Yes. Um, uh, the, the models, obviously, like they were there, but they were, you know, there to be directed. Uh, one of the models bought her mom, Sayla, Sayla's beautiful mother. You know, she was there and she helped out as well. Um, you know, she we did run into a little problem. There was some old lady that was like complaining about the noise and Sayla's mom got into full mom mode and was like, you're not going to talk to us like that. And I'm like, yes, we needed an adult here. Nice. Um, yeah, you have somebody definitely. to kind of help yeah, defend the fort. I was just going to close the door in her face and like ignore her. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's one way to do that's, it. Yeah. <laughs> Comes back with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, close the door on me. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you don't know how people's reactions could be. Yeah. But that's, yeah. Sometimes um, you deal with that. You guys, I could picture y'all yeah. laughing. Like, <laughs> just yelling. Yeah. Playing music. You know what it for was? We were playing music and also we dragged some furniture and she happened to live below. Oh. So she was just. You said she off. was older? Yeah, yeah. She was yeah, like, she has nothing better lady. to do. Yeah, She's she, like, let me go bother these people. Yeah. She was, she was angry. Um, I also had Jet on set who was assisting me and keeping me kind of calm, actually. Because uh, since it was my first shoot, I was like very anxious. Like I didn't even eat that day. I was just like, oh my God, like, is this going to work? You know, like, how is this going to go? Um, the lighting was a little difficult to work with, but we, we got done with whatever we had, our resources. Mm-hmm. The photographer, um, Julian.anem on Instagram, did great. He's uh, up and coming right now. He normally mm-hmm. shoots for his brand, um, which is Bits on instagram bits bits yes before i turned 70 and actually um the 
another friend of mine who actually started the brand as well. Uh, I don't know your Instagram name. I think it's it's not Ant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he um, it's not him. he was also no. there um, just to kind of like like I would ask him questions too. Like, how do you think this would look? You know what I mean? It's always good to have like outsider perspective, definitely. So I would say that was my team that day, and it was very solid. Like you know, I enjoyed it. I I hope they enjoyed their time there. There mm-hmm. was a few times that you could kind of see the anxiety on me. Mm-hmm. So I think that was um, I think that was like my biggest fault is like showing that I was breaking fucking sweats basically yeah but um i think i kept my composure and i uh directed everyone pretty well i'm i am proud of my first shoot because it was my first shoot and you know i'm only gonna grow from there and the girls that i worked with they were amazing and i would definitely put them in more projects like in the future and stuff yeah 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 it's good mentality Mm -hmm. you're a really healthy uh positive mentality i try my best to be optimistic you have to be because um if you're too pessimistic if you're too like harsh on yourself then that's kind of where the train stops moving and, you yeah. know, you just kind of like uh, pull the brakes on things. But that can't happen if you want no, to grow. Yeah. You got to keep experimenting. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. You know, the first shoot, the first project, whatever it is, is always going to be like a little bit strenuous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're figuring out a lot of things because it's like more now hands on. Now it's like, OK, all, whatever you experienced prior, um, you're bringing that like modeling experience, like those conversations, whatever you're bringing that in. But now it's the first time, right, where mm-hmm. you're kind of like directing these people, managing all these different personalities, understanding time, managing time, and then like little things that pop up, like the lady underneath kind of knocking and wasting people's time, (laughs) move away from the, um, yeah, no, there's a lot of these things um, that you become aware of, you know? And I could definitely say the more you do it, and I assume, you know, you're you're going towards, what, your fifth shoot now? Yeah. Yeah, you you just get more comfortable. Yeah, I'm actually, um, I'm working on one, It'll most likely happen in April when I come back from seeing my family, but um, I'm working on another one, and I feel like that one's going to be, it's going to show the progress, you know what I mean? I feel like every shoot I've done has definitely shown progress. Yeah, you're just going to be walking around, like, your belly's out, like, yeah, yeah. you know, hanging over my jeans with a trucker hat, and I'm just like, you're doing good, yeah, you, kiss him, yeah, I like that. Kiss him on the the mouth over there, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Yeah, you just get more casual, you just get super relaxed. I leave sometimes, and I come back. You leave, yeah, you come back, you have, like, a bottle of whiskey, you are like, pass out on the floor, you just have their assistant now, just directing. Yes. Why are you an alcoholic in this scene? I don't know. Um, but yeah, definitely you get more comfortable. Like, uh, I remember when I would direct, uh, I directed like this music video for Lumi D, Slay Ride. Oh, I remember this, yeah. It's like a Christmas music video. And uh, at the time, it was a pretty big project for me because, you know, like, uh, it's it's uh, this concept that um, required like a lot of different shots and a lot of different set building, mm-hmm. but it was like an eight hour limit sort of, and it was like a small team. So, um yeah just directing everybody and like it's important that you don't showcase too much weakness in terms of like anxiety like anxiety or anxiousness or like whatever right so you know that awareness was kind of there already but there's also like an an impatience and there's like sometimes when things go south like maybe you lose something or whatever it's like yeah it's just knowing to stay level-headed because because that day i kind of snapped at um one of my own people like my my own crew member and uh and it was actually Sid who just like put me back in my place because it was his brother. <laughs> it was his brother who I snapped at. And, and, I, and I snapped because I was like looking for something and I was like already tired and anxious. And I was like, you know, and I let that come out in a really bad way, you know. So Sid kind of like being my friend, you know, putting me in my place and like made me realize like, okay, you, you know, if you're a director, there's a lot of things on you and a lot of pressure on you not just with the production but how you handle every, all these relationships mm-hmm. so if you want things to like always be in, in like a positive like family sort of vibe you need to approach it that way and you have to always remain aware of that you know to not like let your um anxieties or impatience or whatever trickle out and that comes through a lot of experience though you know like sooner or later you'll get hit so much that like you'll just take these hits and you'll be like whatever man it's like a boxing match where you just you know you know how to jab and you know how to take the hits i've actually um, seen you on set before and i saw the little bit of frustration and i it was like oh shit when was that? serious um it was like a little over the summertime i'd say was that when we were um it was for that uh short film mm. yeah 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 
Yeah, the meadows, right? Yeah, there we go, the meadows. Um, yeah, I was an AD. I was yeah, an assistant there we go. And I kind of saw the little bit of like frustration that you had. It was like getting like closer to the time we had to leave, and you were just like, "Okay, let's get back to work. Let's get back to work." And I was like, "Yeah." Oh, so this is so, so. There's different like roles of intensity. Like mm -hmm. if you're an AD, you have to kind of be like an asshole. Mm -hmm. You know, director, it's like you manage so much, and the AD is like your right hand person who's supposed to like help basically keep the production also sort of uh structured and on mm -hmm. their shoulders but they're more of like the person's like okay we have to do this this certain time we have to get this shot come on guys let's get right. back to it so you have to kind of be an asshole in that role um but also be like the chill you know understanding person like oh you know like talking to the cast and like telling mm -hmm. them, like oh this is what's going on like how are you feeling da, da, da. so it's like a balance of like almost like a like a principle you know you have to like bring down like you have to break the law and bring down the rules you know but then also you have to be like the friendly person um so it's like only slightly different from like the director who's kind of like more talking with dp and like yeah cast but then ad's like running around doing everything else you know mm -hmm. so it's a pretty it's pretty exhausting role uh where you manage a lot of the the timing you know um yeah and that was early on too where i definitely uh i definitely let like my personal um feelings sometimes interrupt things and you know everyone has a different journey of growth so it's like once you i feel like for me i always learn the hard way you know so it's like mm. i, I experience these things and then like i learn after <laughs> boom directly <laughs> no um i learned like directly after the, the the process or after the conversation post whatever with the team or whatever it's like knowing what i did right and wrong you know by now it's kind of like i know what i'm doing and if uh something goes wrong um like uh a project that i'm wrapping up now like the, one of the one of the main locations this bar was a lot tighter than um like my team and i anticipated so it's kind of like adjusting a lot of the shots and adjusting some of the concept to fit this new space and you know it was like a party vibe so like all these extras are coming in so it's kind of like making sure these extras are on time and like uh the ad at the at the time wasn't like the best uh experience individual mm -hmm. so like i i had to manage some of these things by myself you know like you know an ad is good when you know when you see him like my friend catriona she's really great ad she's like by my side all the time that's like keys like by my side what do we need to do and or, or you know she's like running around you gotta like get th these things done or paying attention to shot list and helping check them off mm -hmm. and it's like kind of checking uh what's the next most important shot maybe you know the one that takes the most time and like adjusting those things to fit the schedule it's like that's like like a prime ad these have supposed to be doing these things but like the the change of location uh and changing the concept like was pretty stressful because now it's like okay we have to be like sort of tighter and not all the extras appeared so it's like managing all these changes in the moment um but you know uh, with my with my team that's like kind of reoccurring it's like you could just naturally take and like adapt to these things uh a lot better you know right. after a lot of different experiences so like by now i feel like i can take any changes and kind of chill and, and adapt to it it's like it is what it is you know that's like one of my mottos on set like shit happens it is what it is you adapt um because if you don't adapt, you know, and if you don't, like, get things done, you're just wasting time, like, stressing out and, like, talking to yourself, like, oh, this is a mess. You know, <laughs> you walk away and, like, sit down and some shit and contemplate your life and, you know, all that kind of waste time. So it's yeah. kind of like staying staying in that role, staying in that mentality. Um, but, yeah, I've done a lot of different projects. So I feel like the more you do you know you're just getting bigger and bigger to yeah. the point where sooner or later you're like fucking hulk in your case like she hulk right because no, I'm, I'm the hulk the hulk um, okay <laughs> you could be the hulk i don't want to be the she hulk you don't want to be the hulk yeah why did make well she hulk is like i don't even know she hulk story i don't know i guess it's like oh just let's just make a female version yeah, of the hulk right to be inclusive to be inclusive there's no female spider-man there is a spider-woman Huh? There's not a spider woman. Black Widow, technically. Oh, well, Black Widow is like not meow. really a spider. She's more of like meow. That's like a cat. cat. Oh. oh, what the hell? I'm mixing <laughs> up my fucking heroes and shit. Is she a hero? She yes. is. She's in the Avengers, but she wasn't a hero at first. I think she wasn't. I don't think she was a hero at first either. Yeah, she like worked for the gov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good old America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Black Widow's cool as fuck. Scarlett Johansson. Oh yeah. Right. Played. Fine ass. 
no for sure <laughs> okay i, I was agree like, wait, i just didn't I mean, expect that yeah no i didn't expect no, that I, yeah. yeah i was talking more about like her fighting skills oh her yeah talent, no you know, of course her strength yeah, as a woman that's and, what like, i meant too her fine <laughs> ass <laughs> fighting skills <laughs> fine ass uh she does have a nice ass though yeah, she does. just and, and uh, don't sexualize her huh well, somebody else brought that ass up not me um did you watch the avengers too did you watch like the marvel movies i did actually i know i cried i'm not gonna lie when what i, I cried at the end when uh iron man died oh man yeah, yeah. That was... i was in tears and then the, they they showed his, his uh his daughter it was his daughter right um at, in endgame yeah his daughter it was his daughter born or like i can't remember no his daughter was like there at, like the funeral and she's like i don't know she said something and it just like oh. that's it that was the str- yeah. like stab pull those strings yeah no it stabbed me in the heart pull those strings. and i bled you bled yeah with my, tears with red tears, tears. yes damn that's intense i can't remember that i can't remember that exactly but i do I, remember I a see lot of the movie briefly in my head right now mm. did you watch it like several times i watched it twice in theaters in theaters mm-hmm. yeah that's a good theater experience you have know, you gone have you gone to the theaters recently at all no i haven't i didn't even know they were open again actually yeah they're struggling yeah we should go we should yeah we should go and watch and you're like my favorite movie buddy yeah I, well thank you I think uh, I I really love watching movies and the post conversation is important do. to me too. Like <laughs> just talking about like what the fuck did we just watch? You yeah, know? we went and we saw um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you saw it like three times prior, mm-hmm. but we went together. Yes. Yeah, dude, yes. that's such a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, Tarantino's nuts. Tarantino's yeah. a fucking nutcase. Yeah. Too much feet in that movie though it becomes way too evident. That foot fetish. You know, Margot Robbie's like late. She laid back and like her feet just yeah. you know in the theater, and it's, it's like, like her feet were like dirty. And it's like right in frame. It's like in the foreground. That's what he likes. He likes the dirty feet. Yeah, that's what he likes. That DF. Yeah. That DF. You heard about? It. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that dirty feet. Um, yeah, it's like too much in that movie, but it's <laughs> such a great movie. I like his style. You know, I mean, you go like it's like sort of. He was saying in an interview, it's like you know, you go see Metallica. It's like you know, you expect the music to, mm-hmm. you know, what you're doing going to a Tarantino movie. It's like it's going to be this crazy adventure that leads up to this ultraviolet moment or ultraviolet moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw your skit, your Quentin Tarantino style. Yeah, skit. the shootout. Yeah, yeah it's like a five minute shootout. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, it's always like this like moment where. uh it's like a Mexican standoff, I think, right? So, yeah. like, one person's pointing a gun here, and another person's pointing at that person. It's like this moment of, like, shit, okay, what the fuck is going on? Why does it have to be Mexican? I don't know. Couldn't just be Western. I think I, it's called the Mexican standoff. Is it the Mexican standoff? I don't know. I think I think so. <laughs> I don't want to backtrack. I feel like it is. I feel like it is. That's something we got to look up. Yeah. I don't know why it's called Mexican standoff. I don't know if this is something that happens often in Mexico with what Mexicans. I'm like a standoff. I'm thinking of, like, those old Western, like, Walker, Texas Ranger type yeah my grandma used to make me watch those the westerns yeah mm, she was really into them yeah I'm, i don't know why but. oh no they're cool they're good those are like the beginner like action movies where yeah. you know there's this understanding of like building suspense and tension like the close-up of the eyes and like the hand on the fucking yeah, it's like the twitch that they do mm-hmm. yeah they have like gloves or just like bare hand it's just like looking it's like building mm-hmm. up this moment and <laughs> that used to be crazy <laughs> people used to duel to like you know handle like an argument yeah. or like you know you if someone has a problem with someone else it's yeah. like fucking duel me boy <laughs> fucking duel me and then that's it that's how they handled the issues back then that's crazy <laughs> you think you would be able to win a duel um in your current situation going like if you went back in time as you are as i am right now as you are and right I want now to do a fucking duel, honestly <laughs> i don't think nah, me i, I want to be able to that speed i think maybe you know well if it was me or you that's the thing if it's if like it was like you and i yeah oh, shit. Mm. i think it'd be a pretty interesting duel because i feel like if it's you and i right now going back in time i think we're both gonna like overly compensate the fact that we have to shoot at each other but also we're both going to just be like on the heavy on the dramatics. Like I'm going to be like this for like a good mm-hmm. five minutes and you're going to be like this for like a good five minutes. Yeah. I need my glasses too. But what I'm going to You'd do, win if I don't have my glasses. If you don't have your glasses, then yeah. I'm, I just shoot some old lady. I'm going to act like I'm reaching for my gun here, but really I have a gun behind me. And mm. I'm going to go like that and just pop, 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 pop. And, and win the duel. By That's cheating. too much. Because now how could you see because i'm looking at you it's like oh, she has her hand what, what is she doing you're i think she has another my gun ass. i'm a pretty know. smart guy you're scratching your ass during a duel that's tricky man <laughs> you don't have your glasses you wouldn't know 
No, <laughs> yeah. Well, I could see this. I could see that arm behind him. Yeah. We only have one arm. I don't know why we. I just. I don't know why we would be dueling, but it is crazy to think that that's what he did back then mm-hmm. to handle like an argument. Why would we be dueling? You told me my accent was trash. I told you your creative directing. Oh, it was was, was bad. Oh damn. Oh my god. That's I, just an insult, though. What I you do? Oh yeah. They, if, for insults, it's like you know, fuck you, don't me. Yeah, for insults, <laughs> that's a. You're just trying to kill me. You're trying to eliminate me. Eliminate the competition. <laughs> Taking over. I'm the best director here. <laughs> just kill a bunch of directors. If you're the only director, you are the best. Exactly. Kill right? every single one of them. Is that how you're gonna handle this? Exactly. Did you poison my fucking coffee? I did. <laughs> you're gonna feel it soon. It's Wolf Spain. And that's the Dakota Initiative. (laughs) (laughs) Then the fucking she takes over. That's cool. That's actually a funny way to end. Oh yeah, it would be. Uh, But now we're doing two more hours. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Thirty-eight hours later. Yeah. When did we start? Um, around like twelve-ish. I want to say. Cool. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. We have a lot of editing to do. Yeah, it's not too much. It's quick. Oh, it's not. I saw a video of Michael Winslow, my friend Adam recently. Do you know? Do you know that dude? No. He does like voice acting. Oh, okay. He does a lot of like voice sound effects and stuff. And and he's he's much older now, but back then he was like in this movie Police Academy. Um and yeah, he's just like a dude who can do a lot of different sounds mm-hmm. with his. Uh, you just did that though. Yeah, but he could do like police sound, like super Are eerie. Are you coming good. for his job? Hmm? Are you coming for his job? Uh, Let me hear the police siren go. Hmm? Do the police siren. <laughs> That was try. horrible. That was like a saw. Hang on. No, I'm not gonna try. Mm, I can't do it. I can't what do it. <laughs> Sounds like Wait. a wind blower. That's it. That's it disappearing. It's <laughs> only got quieter. Okay, I'm not doing this because now like people are like, "What happened to this podcast?" <laughs> I thought it was good. I, I thought they were talking about stuff, but now I'm seeing now a bunch of police sirens. Effects. Yeah. Um, Coda, Actually, thank I'm you for coming p- on. <laughs> Coda, sorry. Get out. <laughs> this is done. I'm finished. JK, um, thank you for coming on board. It's fun talking to you. Um, Likewise. Yeah, we talked about a lot of interesting shit. Uh, you have anything to share? Any final notes? Um, Where can people find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Dakota.Jane. And also, I will be starting up my tooth gem business uh, sometime in late April. And oh, we didn't even touch on that. The gem, it's fine. Now they know. It's fine. The um, My gems page is gem, G-E-M dot mommy, M-A-M-I. I was going to spell it with a J mm. by accident. But um, yeah, so you can find me there and you can book me for tooth gems through DM. But please hold off until late April because as of right now, I am not replying to anybody's DMs. I made a post and nobody's respecting the post. Nobody so, respects No, the nobody post. reads anymore. That's what mm-hmm. the problem is. Everything's like, but um, I'll be coming back to do tooth gems and um, just probably trying to like offer more shapes and things like that soon. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I hope to get one too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'd love that. Maybe like yeah. a gun. Look at those nice teeth. That's why ah, I get my hands in them. Gotta give me those teeth. You're like a teeth <laughs> addict. That's why you do it. Actually, I'm not like gonna shaking. lie. A little bit. Oh. Like I'll ask people. Like I'll or like I'll touch teeth and be like, oh, they're so round. Yeah, just put the gem on me. It's <laughs> such nice teeth. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, coach. Yeah. Peace, guys. We're done here. Dakota Initiative out. You taking over?